Good evening. Good evening and welcome to Frost Talk. Yeah. And this is Mike Meyer and for the next hour we're going to be taking your calls and uh getting your opinion on pretty much anything going on out there in the world right now. This is uh open line Friday or free for all Friday or however they put it. So uh they can be about a local uh issue or it could be something a little bit more uh you know, nationwide. Uh, you might have something to weigh in about Trump's speech today. And uh, what he did, declaring the uh, presidential emergency and uh, signing the bill. But um, in between calls, there's a couple things I did want to cover a little bit. And the first thing is we all survived winter storm Jaden, and then we had to, you know, deal with the dreaded and much anticipated Arctic vortex. And I guess this last storm's name was Kai or K or or however the heck you say it, I don't know. Well, we survived it, more or less. I know my back is still pretty sore about that one. Uh, for, wanted to get out there nice and early and uh, surprise my kids and get most of it shoveled up for them. You know, I've got three teenagers. You'd think I'd learn to let them do the, uh, most of the work. But uh, yeah, then I went and blew my back out doing that, so that wasn't much fun. <clears throat> But, you know, it's funny how you can tell exactly where town lines are or where country and city roads start and stop, or county and uh, city uh, roads start and stop, uh, due to the amount of accumulated snow that's on the roads. And it's really cool, especially coming in here uh, in the mornings right after a snowstorm. Holman roads are usually okay to pretty good. Onalaska roads are usually pretty darn good to very good. And then that gets us down into lacrosse. Now, before going any further, I do wish to thank all those out there who are dealing with the snow. I do not blame you guys whatsoever, guys or gals, if there's a few you, you out there as well. And I do appreciate your efforts. I think it's rather more has to do with the policymakers and the actual workers as far as, you know, uh, you know when the plows go out, uh, how much salt they throw down the roads, etc. And it always just amazes me how you can tell exactly where Onalaska ends and La Crosse begins by the condition of the roads. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it, it's, the difference is night and day. And uh, I went ahead and looked up to see what, Lacrosse's snow removal uh, procedures are, and uh, from flurries to or flurries a trace to an inch, they're saying that they will not plow. Uh, they might or might not salt or sand uh, the highways or uh, residential intersections. And uh, between one and two inches, uh, the plows uh, be sent out to clear the highways, depending on density of uh, the uh, snow, then salt. And uh, they might use sand in uh, some residential intersections and hills. Between two and three inches, they will plow the highways, then salt. Then they may plow residential, depending on the density, and then uh, sand intersections and hills. Now, mind you, this is what they have on their website. This is not, I know that this is not exactly what happens in real life, because I know the phone will light up if I do not throw that out as soon as I get done reading the next one. 
more than three inches, will plow all streets, salt highways, and may sand residential intersections and hills. Highways may need to be replowed as directed by the supervisor. Uh, now, uh, also during ice storms, for a quarter of an inch or less, and that's a lot of ice. Uh, I mean, two-tenths of an inch is more than, one-tenth of an inch is more than enough to bring uh, the roads to a standstill. But a quarter of an inch or less, uh, they will salt the highways and salt or sand residential streets and hills. More than a quarter inch of ice, they will salt all streets. And uh, they may even salt or sand alleys as well. Now, I used to live in La Crosse. I no longer do. Uh, I may be way off base on this now. Maybe things have changed. It's been a few years, but I still do come down to La Crosse during the winter. And I see the condition of the roads. And, uh, well, in the years that I lived down here in La Crosse, and I lived back on a side road, I lived off of uh, Avon up in uh, the north side. I don't care how much snow we had. Unless it was like over a foot, they never came by and plowed the uh, roads. And, uh, you know, they still have this uh, alternate side of the uh, street parking uh, stuff going on, too. And it's just, uh, I don't get this. Uh, they're out there, you know, enforcing these alternate side of the street parking rules between November 15th and uh, March 15th. And uh, it's very rare that they're keeping up their end of the deal of, uh, you know, plowing any snows deeper than uh, three inches. And I think it's, I mean, to me personally, it's just a blatant money grab. And uh, I can't see how they can get away with that. Uh, they are definitely not keeping up their end of the deal. And, you know, if they don't come through and uh, plow, and, you know, you you can't go moving your cars over to the other side of the street once a crust sets in. So you're kind of stuck, and uh, you know, it, it just causes all sorts of heckin' discontent. But if you want to weigh in on that or any of the other issues that are you know going on in the area right now, go ahead and give us a call. Number down here at Wisdom is 785-7914. Or you can shoot us a text at that same number. And again, that's 608-785-7914. And we're going to go ahead and take a short break. And we're back. And another uh, quick public uh, service announcement. We just had a phone call here at the studio saying that there is uh, a really bad accident just down the street from the police activity up on uh, 35. Uh, it looks like it's right at Rose and Gillette. And uh, so I guess you might just want to try avoiding 35 uh, going up to the north side altogether at this point. <coughs> they did not mention whether it was uh, north or southbound lane, but it was. they did say it was right at the intersection, so... Could be, uh, you know, dealing with both. So uh, it's a uh, free-for-all Friday. If you want to call in and weigh in on anything, uh, you know, going on out there in the news uh, today, I figured the phone would be ringing off the hook after uh, Trump's speech today. And, uh, you know, the presidential decree uh, saying it's a national emergency and uh, him signing the bill. Uh, I figured a lot of people would want to weigh in on that. But uh, if you want to weigh in on anything, uh, it could be local, uh, 
national politics. Uh, I know one thing I did want to talk about today was a story that came out in the uh, Lacrosse Tribune. I guess Mike Hayes covered it in a uh, Lacrosse Talk in the morning. I don't know if anybody covered this one yet in the evening or not. But the uh, parking over on uh, Gillette Street, was that talked about at all at night? Okay. And, uh, it, you know, I was reading through the article on uh, Lacrosse Tribune, and uh, just, uh, you know, read through it. Sometimes you got to pick these things apart. Uh, and I don't, it might just be the fact that I'm from New York and I never take anybody seriously or not. But, uh, yeah, I was reading through here, and it says uh, lacrosse area is a positive example of the community investing in alternative modes of transport- transportation uh, young adults are looking for, according to the report of Millennials on the Move. The report, released Tuesday by Wisconsin Public Interest Research Group Foundation, surveyed more than 600 college students from 24 Wisconsin campuses. Keep in mind now, that winds up being about 24 kids per campus. Uh, now, if lacrosse had all three colleges uh, represented, which I seriously doubt, that only comes out to 72 kids. Now, uh, back to the article, to analyze their transportation habits and found 76% said it was very important or somewhat important to have transportation options other than cars to get around and 55% said that they would be more likely to stay in Wisconsin after graduation if they could live somewhere where they didn't need a car. We actually did a a similar survey in 2014 and found similar things, that young people are more and more moving away from the car culture, and car culture can no longer represent uh, the American dream to young people. Okay, let's stop and think about this for a minute. The elected officials are uh, dictating policy which the college students are insisting to. Now, not to sound snide or sarcastic, but this is the same group that needs safe spaces to hide in when they see or hear something that frightens them. And this is also the same group that does not want to buy anything. They are living disposable lives. They do not want to buy homes. They do not want to buy cars. Uh, They would rather rent. And, uh, you know, they're talking about, you know, doing these things that's going to increase the property value. Well, who's going to come in and buy it? It's not going to be, uh, you know, the millennials. It's going to be illogical to think that it would be the baby boomers or uh, Gen X because they're still all wanting to use cars. But uh, we'll get back to this in a little bit. We've got a couple of calls coming in, I believe. So let's go ahead and jump right over the phone lines. And I believe we have Tom on line one. Good evening, Tom. Hello, saying I'm always glad when you're there. I think you do a great job. Uh, thank Here's you. why I'm calling. <clears throat> you uh, you brought up the, the situation with President Trump today. Uh, here's what has amazed me, and I listen to a lot, and I do a lot of reading, and uh, they are afraid now that since Trump is d- declaring a national emergency, that some judge is going to try and stop him. 
Mm-hmm. Here's what I have not heard, and I'm just baffled by this. <clears throat> we live in a country where the President of the United States, elected by the people, can't defend the safety of America because one judge steps in and says, whoops, wait a minute, we don't think you can do that. I think that is just outrageous, and apparently that's going to happen, and it's uh, very sad, in my opinion. Okay. Oh, I tend to think I agree with the most of what you said there, Tom. Uh, I agree. It is to rule due to fear of what somebody might say, I think, is ridiculous. And you should be you know, sticking out for uh, what's most important. Uh, be it right or wrong, uh, left or right, who's doing the ruling, I don't think you should be uh, afraid of what somebody's going to say about it, to be quite honest with you. If you really feel down in your gut what's uh, you know important, then you should be doing it. Okay, uh, then we have uh, somebody on line two now. And three. Okay, good morning. You're on the Plant Doctor Show, or <laughs> Lacrosse Talk PM. Who's this? This is number three. Oh, number three. How's it going? It's going real good, Friday. My Social Security check come yesterday, so I'm real happy. Very good. Anyway, you're talking about the young generation wants to ride bicycles and walk. Mm-hmm. I talked to Mike Hayes yesterday, and I didn't agree with what this survey said. He told me I was getting old and have to get with the new times. <laughs> Okay. Uh. <laughs> I don't believe in all these surveys when I run around to these different places mm-hmm. and get people's answers. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts on it? Well, it's like you kind of discussed it there. Or had the right points. You hit the nail on the head with a hammer. When these people don't buy nothing, they don't buy cars, they don't want houses, I don't know how they expect to live through life. Mm-hmm. Now, he's talking about his two sons, one's in Washington and one's in uh, uh, New York. They live, they don't have cars, so that's like comparing lacrosse with Melrose or Mendora, right? I think it's even bigger than that, to be honest with you. Yeah, okay, but, you know, to put it in perspective. So I'm with you on the whole matter. Okay, well, thank you a lot, number three, and I greatly uh, appreciate you weighing in. And let's see, uh, Karen, did you say? Okay, yeah. good morning, or good evening, Karen. <laughs> How's it going? Okay, you don't sound like a Karen, so. No, Karen. that's okay. Oh, okay. I've been, I've been called worse, believe me. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening uh, um, to Rick through my headphones, so. We uh, we live in a, uh, a constitutional uh, democracy. Uh-huh. Um, actually a representative uh, democracy that has a constitution. That constitution was established on the concept of um, separation of powers mm-hmm. so that there would be three co-equal branches of government. Okay. Um, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial. Can, can you speak yep. up a little bit? You're, you're coming across very uh, marble. Can you hear me better now? Yes, I can. Thank you. Yes. So the co-equal branches of government, the executive, the legislative, and judicial branch, Mm -hmm. um, they have checks and balances over each other so that not one of those branches has more power than the other. Okay. And 
under the Obama administration, uh, many Republicans uh, cried when the uh, uh, big immigration reform and health care reform basically Sorry there, Darren, but you were getting all garbly, and I could not understand you at all. Uh, if you want to try calling back, maybe on a different line, uh, then we can get you back on the phone. Uh, and this one's Greg. Okay, good evening, Greg. How's yeah. it going? Hey. Yeah, I just wanted to go in on uh, what number three was saying about the bikes and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I guess the Gillette Street uh, renovation has brought this to light. The, the mayor said yesterday that... He wasn't favoring bicyclists over uh, cars, mm-hmm. but they're giving the bicyclists about a 25% of the uh, road, and the bicyclists amount to about 0.01 or 0.02% of the users. Yeah. So giving them 25% of the road most certainly is favoring them. So it's just another case of politicians telling us the exact opposite of what's the truth. Okay. If he thinks they deserve 25% of the road for some reason, make that argument. Mm-hmm. And that's a very good point. You know? But, yeah, no, the, the studies that they're saying that bicyclists are up 30%, that means from two out of a 1,000 commuters use a bike, to three out of a thousand. Okay. It's still it's still very very minuscule. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just don't believe we need to restrict everyone else's travel for that nonsense. Okay. Well, I thank you very much for weighing in, and uh, we're going to have to take a short break right here and uh, take care of a little bit of business and a little bit of news, but we'll be right back here at 1410 WYZN and Lacrosse Talk PM in just a minute. And we're back here at Lacrosse Talk PM, and this is Mike Mike taking your calls and letting you weigh in on anything that you're finding of interest in our uh, news uh, world today. It could be about something local like, uh, you know, the bikes, biking in the streets. Maybe you've got a gripe about the uh, snow plows in your area or uh, anything else going on in local news. Or since it's uh, free-for-all Friday, you can even weigh in on uh, some of the national issues, too, if you're thinking about uh, just getting home and you wanted to weigh in on uh, Trump's speech today or, uh, you know, the fact that he went ahead and, uh, you know, signed uh, – uh, that law into effect or anything else along those lines. Uh, do we have somebody on hold there? Eric is on hold, so let's go ahead and jump right over to the phone lines. Good evening, Eric. How are you? I'm just fine. Regarding these uh, bicycles driving in car lanes, mm-hmm. that, that is nothing but an accident waiting to happen. Bicycles have no business driving alongside a car. It's just not unbelievable. How can anybody con us to say a bicycle going along, reading, reading their, uh, looking at their cell phone, 
if you're in the traffic because you made a mistake, then who gets, who gets <clears throat> blamed for that? Bicycles have no business driving in the car lanes. That's all i got to say. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Eric, for weighing in on that. And uh, I do want to uh, say, mention one thing, though. You know, coming from out of – I lived out in the country growing up. Yeah, I was from New York, but I lived out in the country. Uh, there were no such things as bike lanes. Uh, you know, cars and bikes share the road, but it was an added, uh, you know, responsibility of uh, the bicycle driver. He had to uh, make sure that he was do- being safe while out in the road. And, uh, you know, the cars had to look out for the bicycle uh, riders as well. You know, it goes both ways, but I know what Eric's saying because uh, most of the time if uh, if there is an accident, this could be the car driver found at fault. Okay, uh, we've got Jim on line one, so we're going to jump right back over the phones. Good evening, Jim. How are you? I'm just fine, big guy. You're doing a heck of a job. Oh, thank you. Um. Well, I'm calling about the bike deal on Gillette Street. I, I'm an old North Sider, born and raised, lived here all my life. I've probably used that street more than any street in the city of La Crosse. Um, something needs to be done there, but not, not bike lanes on the side of the road. Why they can't widen the sidewalks on each side, let bikes go up there and ensure that with the pedestrians, well, what little percentage of bikes are on that, they need to widen that road, you know, make that road wider, then eliminate the north side parking and widen the traffic lanes. Because you go down through some parts of Gillette Street, it's tough for a bus and a vehicle to go through at the same time. I mean, you're mm-hmm. just neck and tuck all the way. Um, and, and you're talking percentages. Well, like Greg called in and said, the percentage is like what? Zero point one two or whatever it is, that's very minimal. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter matter to the city council or some of the city council members because you can have ninety percent of the people for or against something, and they're totally going to vote the opposite because they're going to vote as they see it. I don't think they some of them do enough studying on certain areas on certain things because it's already been proven that that. Some of these areas, like the traffic hazard that's going to be taking place on Highway 16 with the uh, more apartments going in, the in and out there, I don't think they did a direct enough study to know the possibility of accidents and the ones that have already been in that area, because if they had, they might reconsider things a little bit more. And now if there's going to be some little kid riding his bike down that side of that road and the car wants to turn right, there's going to be some hazards there, and I know it can happen even on the sidewalk, or it, it can happen anywhere. But I think they're looking for more accidents to happen the way they're planning it. And I hope that you know Scott Newmeister put his his voice in on it. I think last night at the meeting, and and I hope he makes a difference. Him and Gary Podesky are two great guys, and I hope they can make a difference on the council and get get the other members to just really stand up and do a further study on all this before they make any final decisions. Because I think it's uh, they don't want to jump the gun on this because they're going to have to rewrite it all over again. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Jim. You betcha, sir. Have a good one. You too. And, you know, that's something that's always had me boggled. You know, why are you – it's against the law for bikes to ride on sidewalks, but yet you allow them to ride on streets. Wouldn't it make a lot more sense to have them on the sidewalks along with pedestrians? Like uh, Jim was saying, widen the sidewalks a little bit instead of uh, having bike lanes in the streets. And I do have to say, every, for every place that I can think of that has a bike lane, has a sidewalk, you know, right across the boulevard from it. 
So uh, I don't see why they could not, you know, uh, do that instead. But uh, let's see, we got one more call coming in. I'm sorry? Nathan, okay, let's jump over to the lines, and good evening, Nathan, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. You're doing a good job, too. I'll uh, tell you that. Hey, uh, on these uh, bike lanes, you know, I, I get a kick out of it because it's a small percentage of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I also, you know, sometimes I'm thinking, I go, you know, it's so silly, maybe we should have lanes for the Amish in town, too. You know, maybe they'd like to drive their horse and buggy through town. Yeah, but that'd not? be a small percentage, you know. I mean, why not? We should have horse mm-hmm. lanes. Yeah, I think that could uh, work. And uh, yeah, I don't know why not. Yeah, you know, when you drive a tractor trailer, you kind of wonder, you know, what are these people thinking out here? <laughs> you wouldn't want to ride your bike on oh. a horse and buggy lane, though. That's for sure. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> so, but anyway, I don't know. That's a that is, that is such a uh, you know in the wintertime they're they're not. They aren't practical. You know, you can hardly get a car or, you know, another vehicle around. I know. So there's a brief period of time that they're not being used. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people drive in them anyway. And all it is is that, well, you can't drive out there. So it's just kind of, you know, and the big problem is is that the bicycles don't pay any fuel tax. So, you know, we're out here trying to have a road and, you know, use our tax dollars through the fuel tax mm-hmm. to pay for the road and have a decent road, and then there's no, you know, where's their, you know, where's the contribution on the same scale, you know? Mm-hmm. Terry was saying the same thing the other day. Go ahead. And uh, she was thinking that, you know, how uh, the city was toying around with having uh, uh, an extra uh, city tax uh, when you go to the DMV. Uh, why not have a bicycle uh, tag for, that you would go to the DMV for. Uh, everybody over 18 has to do it if they wish to uh, ride their bikes on the road. Under 18, hey, go for it. But over 18, you gotta, uh, you know, you got to pay for a permit. And I mean, that would be a nice little income source, I would think, and I don't see anything wrong with doing that. I think it's uh, only no. fair, to be honest with you. And, you know, just another fee, like $15, $20 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if the, if when there's, when there's, I know there's the argument, oh, it's property tax and that. Well, then the, the right idea is to specifically build a bike trail along the, coming up the road from Iowa to Minnesota, they built the bike trail. Well, the bike trail is just nothing more than a, uh, you know, a narrow patch of, of, uh, of, uh, asphalt along the side of the road, but that's mm-hmm. the bike trail. And it's like, are, are they serious? You know, I mean, oh, I mean, it is, it becomes, it becomes, uh, very hazardous for the person riding the bicycle. Right. Um, you know, if anybody is not paying attention, and then it's just a small, I go back to it, it's, it's such a small percentage of people that we're trying to cater to, and yet, <laughs> you know, yep. uh, it just boggles me sometimes. Oh. Well, anyway, that's what I had. I know that I, that, uh, that, look, the, uh, this, uh, with Trump and the, and the, uh, uh, signing the, the border wall, you know, I, I think it's a good thing that they have some restrictions on. We, we really need to address the immigration mm-hmm. issue because... Oh, Nathan, I'm going to have to hold you to that point because we got another call coming in and we do have to take a break, though, okay? Okay, thanks. Have well, a good evening. You too, and you take care. And thanks for calling yep, in. Bye. Bye-bye. And uh, let's see. 
There we go. We dropped that one. We're going to go ahead and take a short break. We've got one caller on hold, and we've got two open lines, too, if you want to weigh in. Um, uh, it could be truck. It could be about the bike lanes, uh, snow plowing, uh, whatever. Give us a buzz. The number down here at Wisdom is 785-7914, or you can even shoot a text to the same number, and we will be right back. And we're back at Lacrosse Talk PM, and uh, let's see, I believe Tom is on the line, and he had something else he wanted to weigh in on. Good evening again, Tom. Yes, well, I was going to start by saying that Scott Roberts Shaw had a comment about businesses not paying enough taxes, and I'll just mention that businesses technically pass the cost of taxes along to their customers, so uh, if you charge them more taxes, they end up, uh, having to charge more for their product, and it makes it very difficult for them to compete. Uh, City of New York was uh, lost yesterday. A deal with Amazon was going to come in and spend a fortune setting up a distribution center and another other types of business that they do. The city had negotiated $3 billion in incentives for Amazon, which in turn was going to yield about $27 billion in revenue to the city, but the local leaders there said $3 billion is too much to give them that kind of break, so now they lost the equivalent of $27 billion in revenue over the next several years, and that information comes from an article in the New York Times. So. Uh, we have to be careful when we tax businesses because business has to be able to compete. And if they can't compete, we lose all the advantages of that business and all the jobs that those businesses create. So just thought that was an interesting scenario. Yes, it is. And now you can see why I moved out of New York many, many moons ago. I saw the, <laughs> saw the sun coming up on all this, and I bailed out of there as quick as I could. Uh, we 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 see a lot of that, a lot of people, a lot of business leaving New York as well as California because they, uh, they're just abusive to business and, and their citizens. Well, their citizens as well. I mean, property taxes out there are insane. And yeah. I mean, people think they have high property taxes out here. <laughs> Try moving to uh, Westchester County. Uh, well, I have, a, I have a niece that teaches in Los Angeles. She is up to 55 children in her class, and uh, and that that was uh, about 30 about 10 years ago. Now it's much bigger, and the problem is getting worse. And yet, uh, California is in tough financial shape. So Did you say that's just a fascinating kids yeah. in her class. Yes. <laughs> what grades does she teach? <clears throat> Elementary. I, I well, had five kids in some of my college classes, but in elementary yeah. school, wow. Yeah, that is insane. I, I actually had 35. I went to elementary school for a few years in uh, South Lloyd, Illinois, and we had 35 kids in our class, uh, so that was a pretty big class. Uh, but I tell you what, teachers then had a much better handle on discipline. We didn't have all the uh, overpowering uh, administration and parents to, and the teacher could have a little discipline, and actually we didn't have any discipline problems at all in my elementary and those classes. Oh, well, heck, I mean, back then, if you're about my age, and judging by your voice, you sound you're like right around that age. Uh, I mean, yep. <laughs> we had erasers thrown at us. We were uh, ripped across our hands with yardsticks and uh, pointers. Uh, uh, if you had the misfortune of going to a Catholic school, uh, it's amazing what those nuns could do to you. <laughs> I mean, they were yeah. ninjas. 
Uh, and what was fascinating is uh, seemed a little bit once at the time, but uh, they got I, they made a very well behaved student out of me, and I had the mm-hmm. potential to not be so well behaved. So, uh, but I, I I did fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you very much for weighing in. I agree. Enjoy your program. Thank you. Bye bye. And that gives us uh, three open lines right now. If you're looking to weigh in on, on uh, you know, the bike lanes uh, in the city or anything else going on in the news right now, give us a buzz. Uh, number down here at Wisdom is 785-7914. And if you want to shoot a text, you can just send it to the same number. And we had one text come in, and uh, I don't see a name on this one. Uh, why put bike lanes on heavily traveled streets so bicycles? Bicyclists can breathe in uh, fumes? Well, uh, more than likely, I would think that the reason why they're putting them on the heavily traveled streets is because that's the streets where they're going to, you know, most people would, uh, you know, get the most use out of them. At least that's what my thinking would be. But we've got another caller coming in. Uh, who was that? Mary on line one. Let's jump right over to the line. Good evening, Mary. How are you? Good. I hope your boss is listening because we all enjoy you, and we all hope that you get to take over the show. Ah, thank you very much, Mary. I That's obvious. You get a lot of comments, and I called into Scott Robert Shaw and received a nice email back. He said they were going to have other people for a couple of weeks, so, you know, okay. that there would be other people, you know, doing the show, too, but... I know people like you. Hi, thank you. I'm going to be doing um, every Friday, uh, from uh, at least for the next couple of months that I know of. I'm for um, bike lanes, but not everywhere. Mm-hmm. I know they have a bike lane going all the way down 16th Street, and it's ridiculous because it's really a two-lane road. Cars can still park in front of their homes. City buses travel it constantly. And I'm telling you, if you've got a city bus and parked cars, and you're there, and then there's bicyclists. Besides, somebody's gonna somebody's yeah. gonna get hurt. Yeah, um, and I feel I, the same way about highways. I mean, do we have them on the interstate? <laughs> I know, and so, I've seen a lot. Uh, I drive for a living. Uh, other than my, you know, uh, radio shows that I do, uh, mm-hmm. I'm driving around uh, taking care of people's lawns and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm constantly on residential roads. And yeah. a lot of my work is in here in Lacrosse, and a lot of times I will see the MTU buses, uh, MTU buses, cars, and bicycles all on the same road. And I have no idea how many times I just went, "Oh no!" and I closed my eyes because I thought for sure I was, you know, somebody was going to have a bicycle for a dip ornament. Very yeah. honestly, and thank God it hasn't happened yet, but I can't believe it hasn't. Because well, Cass Street is a, is a perfect now. example of poor planning. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a mess, yes, an expensive true. mess, you know, where they have these, I don't even know what they call them, where they come out with this, this thing, and the bike lane is there, but they come out with this thing so that people can cross the street easier, but it's yeah. like a bump and a mound. Uh, what do they call those, uh, Rick, uh, where the bike lanes jut out? Is that a jut out, is it? Bump out? Bump out, okay. Yeah, bump out. Yeah, bump out. If somebody's going to get bumped out. Yeah, I know. So, <clears throat> um, no logic in those things whatsoever. I think, I think the mayor means well, but quite frankly, he needs to listen to the public instead of just giving them lip service. Okay. And we, we don't need them 
everywhere. I think it's nice to have a variety of streets that are bike lanes, but I, mm. I don't think it needs to be on every street. I totally agree. Now, you know, coming across Gillette, now, okay, there are bike lanes uh, out there by 16. Uh, you've got the trail out there coming down, uh, which, you know, cuts onto uh, Gillette Street. So I can see something being done on Gillette Street. But uh, like uh, that one other caller, uh, I think it was Jim that said, uh, widen sidewalks and have them share the sidewalk. Absolutely, so the sidewalks hardly ever get used. Right, and it would be so much safer for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's only pure logic to do that as opposed to sticking them out into the streets. And especially right. on uh, Gillette, where, you know, some, uh, some of the areas, it's 40 miles an hour. Yep. So uh, I totally agree with Jim. I think, that, you know, widening the sidewalks is a much safer and smarter way to go. Mm -hmm. And even with that uh, text uh, that I had, you know, that'll get them off the uh, street and away from the fumes a little bit more, too, from the exhaust fumes. True, true. And, I mean, you also have to think of the bus drivers. I mean, they don't have eyes in the back of their heads. They mm -hmm. try to do the best they can, but they're stopping to let people, you know, put their bicycles on these racks and okay. helping handicapped people off and on and Mary, still trying to stay on time, time for their schedule. And Mary, then look we're out of time. But uh, we're going to have to get going, and we will be back here on uh, next Friday with uh, PM Crosstalk.